Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there, I'm Brian Abana, and you're listening to the Mall Over Codpost. Hello and welcome to this week's All Over Podcast. The Uni Rugby Podcast gives us the news, news and opinion on the weekend's rugby action or the West Country accent. You can follow us on Twitter, we are at All Over Podcast, All Over Rugby Podcast on Facebook and Anchor and all that sort of stuff if you like podcasts. Um, this is a pretty special event. I mean, it's not very often that any of us are in the same room, but it just so happens that right now, myself, the Lensman... Hey, and uh, <laughs> nicest man in Cornish rugby podcasting are in the Me. same room. Welcome, Ben. Welcome to the shed. You can't have a shed. This is a shed. I can't claim yeah. it to be a shed. Will Eddie get upset for calling it a shed? An outhouse. Yeah. An outhouse. Chalet. <laughs> chalet. Yeah. Like Glen Ponder and chalet. It's got it's um, got the same amount of gay porn as Eddie's shed. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's seen its fair share. Um. And judging by Eddie's uh, impersonations of Doug and Ben on last night's Rugby Round to Banter, I think... Um, I can't believe my voice sounds like that. I mean, he did a good job. He did quite a good job. I, I haven't got there yet, so I don't quite know what all the banter's about. Uh, well, you get out of it a lot better than I do, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I mean, when, when Eddie tries to get into your character by saying, fuck off, Rush, you fat cunt, <laughs> that's how he tried to get himself into character. What, yeah, <laughs> so it's when, when you're listening to a podcast and you hear the phrase, is Ben Eustace going to be raped? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's, you know, the guy is some kind of mental genius. Mm. Um, but fair play, Eddie. Um, the farm vet who was supposed to be here has disappeared to Somerset um, whilst we all enjoy a nice beer. Where are you, Phil? Uh, I am at my parents, having been at the Southwest Dairy event today. So. Oh, did you go there to show your mummy your poorly ankle? <laughs> no. <laughs> mummy, I've got a hurty neck. <laughs> Bless you. And and we'll come on to Phil's role in the Mall Over Invitational later, because uh, it's been downgraded, should we say. Um, yeah, promoted. Well, you could say that. You've dropped. gone, you've gone yeah. dropped, yeah. You've gone from doubtful um, day-to-day to out, so... That's unfortunate. 
In fact, I might put you on the physically unable to perform. That's what, well, that's what Julie said anyway. <laughs> oh, I did a banter. <laughs> Moving up the managerial chain, that's all. Can't do it anymore, um, so I have to tell other people. Anyway, for those of you that were paying any attention, Ben, Phil and I did a uh, Twitter space on Monday, I think it's called, that went, well, it went, didn't it? it I think. Uh, I don't know whether it went well or it went badly, but it was our first attempt. And it was actually quite good fun. So... Look out for some more of those, maybe some live watch-alongs or something like that that we'll, that we'll try and do. Um, but in Mallover Invitational Week, um, we're not actually going to talk about any Premiership Rugby. We'll talk about the Mallover Invitational in a little while. But first, we have to welcome back our resident punching chat Quizmaster host, uh, Quizmaster Foxcroft. Welcome, Adam. Hello. How are you? Very well. Um, at the request of Guy uh, Guy Courage from Crediton, who's currently laid up with a um, well broken tib and fib, which is more painful than what uh, Phil's line-out injury is, despite mm. him trying to play it down. Line-out practice. Yeah. Line out, sorry, line-out warm-up uh, opposition unopposed injury. Not by you me. can you can keep on with this all you want. I I'm, I take zero offence. Um, you got to be on. You got to be out there to start with, haven't you? That's true. Um, but Guy had written a quiz. I know we've talked about this a little bit, and uh, and Adam is hopefully going to uh, to do these questions justice, and we're going to be able to answer them. Uh, Guy has promised me that it was for, it is third team level quiz rug, rugby quiz. So hopefully we'll be all right. Now, Adam, you've got the questions. You are good. You've devised a, a format to ask these questions in. Are you going to allocate teams or are we going to decide teams? How are we going to do this? Uh, no, Phil and I decided teams while you were pissing about trying rugby shirts on. And basically, I asked Phil who he'd like to compete with. And his words were, Russ and Doug are going to be a nightmare together. So I'm going to go with Ben. <laughs> I mean, that's almost entirely correct. <laughs> and it seems the most entertaining way to do this. So, yeah, Phil Phil and Ben are going to play against you and Doug. Um, the other point is that both Russ and Doug are prone to going, oh, shit, what was his name? You know, <laughs> that, that guy played nine, I mean, came from the Southern Hemisphere. But, oh, but God. For those of you that have listened to the long snapper from last night, that is about the... Um, about the the level of Pat's quizzes, wasn't it, Adam? Um, I'm not even sure it was that high. Um, it was think like think like Doug, um, essentially. <laughs> that, that was that that was actually Pat's remit for his quiz. Was uh, I'm going to vaguely describe players, and they scored a touchdown this week, and you have to shout over each other until somebody gets the right name. <laughs> I did think everybody was quite reserved, Adam, in their um, in their cutting in on each other. It was. It was surprisingly difficult um, when you don't have really any solid description to go on when you're trying to remember a name. Um, <laughs> th- this is definitely going to come up in this format. Um, so there are weirdly 16 questions. You're going to get eight each. Um, how it's going to work is you'll alternate. Um, if you get a question right, you'll get two points. You have the option to have a clue. Um, so Guy has written a clue for each question. If you take the clue... Uh, you'll only get one point for the correct answer. Either way, if you get it wrong, it will go on offer to the other team and they have the chance to get a bonus point and they will have the clue given to them irrespective. 
is is the clue the equivalent of like a pussy point? Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I think some some questions the clue is more essential than others, but that that'll be up to you as you go along. Adam, I'm the... level with you. I I tuned out halfway through that explanation. All right, Craig. Um, long long snapper in joke there. Yeah, so each each question also is linked to a position. So you've got the 15 shirts of a rugby team. And uh, what guy originally, it was going to be a tiebreaker question, but I'm going to call it a referee question. Um, so for I'm going to get you to choose, actually, rather than do anything else. So each, each turn you can pick a, a shirt number and answer the, the corresponding question. <laughs> I do love a long quiz explanation. It's great. Good work. It's it's needed. Um, you know, if you were if you were big enough to pay attention, this would all run smoothly. And clearly, only some of you have. If it's indeed, it's I, that I many. Ben and Phil. <laughs> 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 all right. I think it's safest if Ben and Phil choose their first number and kick us off. Well, I think we should go with number fifteen. Yeah. Bearing in mind that's. That's the shirt Ben will be wearing on Saturday. Okay, 15. Um, right then, which current fullback is eighth on the list of most premiership appearances with 239? Oh. Um, I, I think I know. Oh, Dougie knows. Um, ben, this is your position, so it's entirely up to you to, to answer it. <laughs> Can this be handed over if we get it wrong? It can, indeed. Yeah, it and can. if you were paying attention, you would know that. Right. Well, yeah. I do now. <laughs> it, it's one or two, I think, Phil. Okay. What are the two that you've got? <laughs> and I'm aware that that will give it away. This, this is what I was hoping for. What are, the two, what are the two clubs that you've got in mind? <laughs> uh, now Newcastle. Yeah. Or th- Saracens. Yeah, I think I think now Newcastle. You reckon? Yeah. Should we go for it? I reckon so. Mike Mike Brown. That gives you two points. Well played. Nice, nicely kicked off, chaps. All right, Russ and Doug, uh, pick a number or a referee if you're so inclined. Go on, Bobby. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go number nine. Number nine. Okay. Which current Six Nations scrum half's brother has won national awards for his rare breed pigs? This, this it could be they are they are farmers the 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 Youngs brothers, but Tom Young has he got another brother? Potentially, um, they're from Norfolk, haven't they? Probably got they from are, another mother. They, but then, all, then you've got to think about. Like let's say Connor Murray, like the Irish, they they love farming as well, don't they? I mean, if it was sheep, <laughs> would, if it was if it was sheep, you know where I'm going to take this, yeah. but it's not as pigs. And then you've got like Ali Price, and there's no way Ali Price is a farmer. Well, but his brother might be. Should we? Should we, should we take a pussy? Should we take a pussy clue? Yeah. Adam, mm-hmm. we're going to take a pussy clue. Okay, a clue. He scored a try against England in this year's Six Nations. He scored a try against England, against England. Yeah. in the Six Nations. Not Dupont. 
I mean, Dupont, Dupont's brother can't be a pig farmer, surely. Uh, did he? Yeah, let's let's go. Go on, then, yeah, go on. Anton Dupont. That gets you two points. Well done. Uh, one, one, point. one point. One point. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Well done. From Quizmaster's first error. That's of, of many, I imagine. Sorry, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Phil or Ben, pick a number. Your pick, Ben. Uh, should we go uh, eight? Okay, number um, eight. Which number eight, who has recently been named as captain of his national team and is currently the lightest weight tier one number eight playing at international level? The lightest weight number eight, tier one, playing at international level and captain. That's a lovely question. Mm. That is. (laughs) Well, uh, it's not going to be England, Wales, Scotland, Ireland. Who's the Irish captain? It's irrelevant. It's not Ireland. Um, who's the French captain? Ben, I think he's expecting answers. Oh, who's Ben? Who is the? Um, it's going to be. It's going to be down under, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the French captain was the flanker, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't imagine that they make him not captain. Is it tier one? Tier one. Yeah. Um, We've got time limit on these questions, Adam, because there's a lot of. Uh, I I on. think I think we I think we go for a one pointer. Yeah, please. Oh, are you okay? Um, yeah. All right. He also plays seven, and his brother is a winger. Also plays seven, and his brother's a winger. It feels like you're actually more clueless after the clue. Yeah. Um, the brother is a winger thing is part of what's throwing me. Um, and read the original question again. Which number eight, who has recently been named as captain of his national team, is currently oh, I think the I've lightest got it. weight? Okay. Is it Savia? It is Ardi Savia. Well Savia? <laughs> That's how the Kiwis say it. Don't they play football in Prague? <laughs> Sarvea. Um, I'm not going to argue over the, the pronunciation. Ki- the Kiwis can say it how they want, mate. We're English. It's <laughs> a fair point. All right. Douglas, give us a number. Um, seven. Number seven. Okay. And we do need to put a time limit on these questions. We, I can sit here with a, a one-minute counter. Oh, just let it run. Just, Just... Wind your neck in. Just answer it quicker. (laughs) Yeah, let's go for seven. Adam's the one whose children are going to be waiting in the cold, so he can set the time (laughs) limits. (laughs) Which I'm fine with. Um, All right. Which former Ireland and British and Irish... uh, I'll try that again. Which former Ireland and British and Irish Lions open side was a brand ambassador for Massey Ferguson tractors in Ireland? Open side. Sean O'Brien? No, O'Brien. O'Brien's a farmer, isn't he? But Massey Ferguson tried. I love the way you're focusing on the specific brand of make of tractor. I I don't know. I I would say, I think, isn't one of them like, like a little bit weirdly into tractors? Yes. And I've got a feeling it's Sean O'Brien. Yeah. I mean, is he on... Haskell level into 
heavy plant machinery. I, I think so, yeah. Maybe, maybe more because Haskell's is like, oh, I'm such a lad. Look at me. I like tractors. Didn't they, Whereas, didn't they bond during that Lions tour? Maybe they bonded over plant machinery. Potentially. Ben's sitting there going, O'Brien's a, a blind side. Um, should we just pull the pin on it? Sean, yeah. Sean O'Brien. Correct. Two points. What worried me there was Doug sounding off in central Cornwall about being obsessed with tractors being weird. <laughs> he, he might struggle to there, get there, there's, there, I When we get to any other business, you'll... Uh, yeah. And I've not told Doug, we are lit, we are in the literal centre of Cornwall as well. Mm. In, in Friday and Indian Queens, it is the actual centre of Cornwall, li- quite literally. I mean... Anyway, number 13, please, Quizmaster. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, just so you know, Adam, it's a bit like Manuden. <laughs> that is that is the centre of. It's not the centre of anything. Centre I was going to say the centre of Essex, yeah, and it's right of, next uh, to the, the Uttlesford district. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, incorrect. Um, right, <laughs> thirteen. Which ex Parramatta Eels and current Premiership centre used to own a carver farm on Fiji's third largest island, Taviuni? Um, definitely pronounced that wrong. It's got. Uh, so, rugby league player, Fijian. I, I, I'm thinking it's the Wasps thirteen. Uh, what uh, Fakatoa? Yeah. Or could it be Radrada? Mm, did he play rugby league? I don't know. Surely you mean Randrandrandadra? <laughs> <laughs> Rad, did Fekitoa play rugby league? I'm pretty sure he did. And I know he's a Kiwi, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't come from Fiji originally. It could be Randrandra. I just didn't think he played rugby league. I didn't realise either of them oh. played rugby league. Randrandra played rugby I'm, I'm guessing, I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard Fiji in the question there, right? Yeah. Well, he owned something in Fiji. I mean, I'm, I'm going to hazard a, hazard a guess. If somebody owns something in Fiji, chances are they're Fijian. Yeah, let's let's thanks for us. Let's wasn't go with Randrandra. Wasn't one of your mates literally on money in Fiji? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not from Fiji. That's true. <laughs> also, not anyway, the only Fijians playing rugby. Let's let's go with Semi. Semi Radradra. Or do we want a clue? No, we don't. Okay. That gets you two points. Well done. Um, Russ, why don't you uh, take the lead and give us the next number? Um, let's have number 10. All right. Um, you're getting the, I was going to say, exciting positions out of the way. Not that forwards aren't exciting, um, but let's go with number 10. So name the World Cup winning fly half who is the son of a dairy farmer and one of eight siblings, two of which also play at international level, one of which played at national level, and one of it, one of which is a national level, level power lifter. Guys, some of these questions are um, a mouthful, but they are fantastic. They are fantastic. I'm also sensing a bit of a theme. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else is picking up on, on said theme. Um, Doug, I'm pretty sure that this is only going to be one family, right? It has to be. I didn't listen to the question, mate. I was looking it, at Instagram. <laughs> what was that then? So, so the question was a World Cup, a World Cup winning, a World Cup winning ten, who's also got two brothers that plays internationally. Who another brother is a uh, a world champion powerlifter, and they're all 
kind of from a farming background. It's it's the Barretts, it's right? The Barretts, yeah. It's absolutely Bowden Barrett and the rest of the Barrett family. It, it is. That's two points. And they probably own Barrett Homes as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Barretta. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anything else yeah. that I can't think of? Fuck yeah. it. I've got to say, name a World Cup winning fly half with l- three brothers that have also played for the same country is a lot easier than name a man with a farm on Fiji. Well, you should have picked <laughs> number 10. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't, don't complain. But okay, anyone we'll who's paying num- attention... We'll pick, we'll pick number 10 then, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, five points apiece at the moment. Uh, your choice for a question, and obviously you can't have number 10. I think we'll go with two. All right. Um, number two. I've got some slight technical issues. No, we're good. Right. Which former Bedford centre won three caps for the British and Irish Lions at Hooker? Um, centre who moved to Hooker. I don't know. Did he play for the Lions? Current um, Leicester. Hooker. I'm trying to think who who would have played centre move to to Hooker. Uh, so three caps. I'm I'm assuming that means three test caps. Three caps for the for the Lions. And I I, I assume it doesn't it doesn't say. Um, I'm not here to help you. I'm just here to read the questions. Uh, I get that. Um, any thoughts, Ben? No. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, I've got it. And Should we... Um, he's got to be English, right, if he's played for Bedford. So how many uh, Bedford... How many England hookers have played for the Lions? Uh, I don't know that. I'm not as much of a Lions aficionado as you are, necessarily. I've, I've got a name um, in mind, but I just I'm don't know if he played for the have... Lions. So, can we have a clue, please? You can have a clue. Here we go. His brother and teammate also has two caps for the Lions, but is neither a forward nor a centre. It must be Tom Young's then. Yeah, which is what I was thinking. Okay. Tom Young's gets you a point. Boo! Boo! (laughs) Right. Doug, Russ, give us a number. Yeah. Because they left Dylan Hartley out. Uh, well, Dylan Hartley was banned, wasn't he? Uh, tight head prop, please, Adam. Okay, right. Which Devon-born beef farmer and ex-England and Leicester prop played his first professional game for Canterbury Crusaders? Devon-born... Devon, Devon-born... Beef farmer. Be- oh, beef farmer, yeah, sorry. Played Theme. His, played his first... Just re- read the question again. Which Devon-born beef farmer and ex-England and Leicester prop played his first professional game for Canterbury Crusaders? Julian White. Is that your answer? That's pretty decisive, Doug. I'm pretty sure. He's a beef farmer. Yeah, that's two points. Well done. South Devons. You're you're an expert in South Devons, Ben. I wouldn't go that far, but... Is that what Mayflower was? Yes. Yeah. Is. 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 Oh, it's not R.I.P. Mayflower (laughs) yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they've gone for tight head prop, can we have tight head lock, please? Uh, 
That's five, right? Excuse me. I mean, it can't be anything because it's not a thing. <laughs> Tight end lock. Tight end cunt. <laughs> Give us a number, you prick. Five. Five, okay. <laughs> Which current premiership director of rugby played their junior rugby for Crediton Rugby Football Club? Crediton, and it's and it's got to be a second row. Well, that's where Guy's far from Crediton. He was going to bring Crediton thirds down to uh, to play us at one point. Probably would have been a bit of a fairer matchup than what is actually a nationally recognised rugby team second. Uh, you there, you right? go at like oh, St. Austin are not going to be that good. Um, ben, ben, I I can only think of one director of rugby who's the second row. Um. I can think, I can think of a couple, but are you thinking the obvious answer? Leicester. Why? What's the other? What's the other one you're thinking of? Well, I was I was going for the Devon angle. Am I being gormless? Cream first. (laughs) But they have to be a second. They have to be a second row. Who's? Who are you thinking of? I was thinking of Rob Baxter. Is he a second row? His brother was a number eight, wasn't he? But I don't know if he was. That might not even be true. I yeah, I had him down as a back row player, but when he did play, he might have been a second row. All right, let's hurry this up a little bit. Would what do you, you reckon, like Phil? Do we do we do we do we risk it for two or do we um let's uh, risk it. Get, get a clue? In which case if we're risking it for two. Which one are we risking it on? Um, Let's go back. I, uh, yeah, go on then. Baxter. Incorrect. It's the first question that's going to go on offer. Now, you get the clue and a chance to win a point. Now, the clue is that he was also a long-standing club captain for the same club. He is now a director of rugby. Was Borthwick club captain in Leicester? No, Borthwick, Borthwick played for Saracens. Yeah, he did, yeah. Did Sa- Sanderson wasn't a lock, did he? He played for Sale. He played he? for Sale. Should we, should we say Doug's mate? No. Okay. Second row, director of rugby. There aren't many, mate. Dean, Dean Richards was a back He was mate. a back row. Pat Lamb was New Zealander. He was a, yeah, and a, <laughs> and a back row. Oh, what about Jonathan Thomas? I know what the answer is. Jonathan Thomas, as well as sounding incredibly phallic. Can I get it past back <laughs> after? It's really posh and phallic. <laughs> pubs are there? Quick. Quins. Quins is not, it's not going to be Quins. Say, it's not Quins. It's London not, it's not Quins. Saints. It's not Saints. It's not, it's not Irish. Irish. It's not Gloss. Ah, uh, Lewington. Skivington. Skivington. Is it Skivington? No, he's a Londoner. He's a right geezer, isn't he? I'm sure he played for Gloucester, though, didn't what he? What did you say? Baxter. Baxter. I think it's George Skivington. Go on, then. Skivington. Stuart That's... Hooper. 
Yeah, Phil's right. Fucking Hooper, of course it is. <laughs> ben, how do you feel about that? I mean, I've not got it memorised. Do people pay for when they were twelve? <laughs> that, that, that's that's true. But Stuart Hooper was club captain of Bath, like not five years ago. Yeah, of Bath, not Predator. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Should have gone for the clue. You asked me who was club captain of Bath five years ago. I might have got it. I mean, it says a lot that none of us thought when we were thinking of directors of rugby of Stuart Hooper. All bath. All bath, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, how many have we got through? Uh, more than half, you'll be okay. pleased to hear. We're not going to your... get to the end before you've got to go and do dad things, are we? Yeah, yeah it's, on track. it's your okay. choice it's for good. the question next. Our choice. What? What's yeah. left? Uh, there is... Number eight, we'll have number eight. Well, number eight's gone. Let's have number six, the answer's Richard Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Like if, if the answer to any question that involves the number six is Richard Hill. Uh, it's definitely not Richard Hill. We've got I'm a free gonna, shot, right? I'm going to give you that wrong. as a free clue. All right. Um, you'll like this one. Jacques Berger is best known for his destructive tackling, mainly with his face, but he's now tackling life as a farmer in Namibia. The question to the nearest thousand acres, how many acres is his farm? <laughs> How many how many acres is Jack Burgers farm? That's is that where question. he's is that where he's actually serving burgers burgers? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how burgers, much demand there is for the mashed up faces of animals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many acres to the nearest thousand was it? Uh, yeah, to the nearest thousand. Ten. Uh, yeah, ten thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Uh, you're not going to get anything for that, I'm afraid. Um, I was going to say you could have had a clue. I'm not sure how much that would help you. Ben and oh, Phil, you're going to get the clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like a clue to a specific number. Rhymes with schmundred. <laughs> uh, um, 16.4. Uh, right, Ben, Phil, your clue is <laughs> it's the same size as 34,580 rugby pitches. 34,580. What's a rugby pitch? 100 by 50. Have it. Which How is, many friends has he got? Which <laughs> is 100 by 100 to hectare. How many did you say? 34,500? So 17,000. Yeah. 17,000, isn't it? Uh, that's 17,000 hectares, and you want it to the nearest <laughs> acre. So times that by two and a half. So 17, 42, 43. 43. That's my guess. No one's getting any points here. Um, 14,000 acres, apparently. Hey, Phil, um, money well spent that degree, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, give us... Is, whose question is it? We had, a, we had a big old guess and uh, 4,000 well, out, Phil. You tried we'll to go. work it out mathematically and we're about 32,000 out, so... <laughs> I can... If he didn't listen to me, he'd be a lot closer. True. Um, ben and Phil, give us a number. One, oh, go lose her prop. All right, one. Andrew Sheridan, as he can see. <laughs> I can count the number of feet in you, Doug. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I can count the number of feet in you, Doug, on one hand. <laughs> and have two fingers spare. Right, I think that the scores are Ben and Phil are on six and Russ and Doug are on seven. That may be wrong. I'm a bit concerned about this. 
Right, listen to the question. Andrew Sheridan is best known for breaking Australian props and his impressive 215 kilo bench press. What is his current occupation? I know this. Um, I have no clue, so I would suggest that we go for a one-pointer. Yeah, especially as Doug knows it. All right, your clue. It's a well-known profession in the country he lives in. Think where his last pro club was and what that country is famous for. Surrender. Did he last last play in France? Uh, Does he own a vineyard? I'll tell you, you're close. If you can give us a bit more, I'll give it to you. He makes wine. (laughs) (laughs) He buys and sells wine. He's a wine trader. He's got a cellar. He's got 104 okay. bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. He's a caviste, a professional a wine connoisseur. Um, in fact, know. by Guy's notes, I'm going to give you half a point, actually. He, he's what? Sorry, Adam. He's a professional wine connoisseur. All oh, right. Sorry, you used another word for it. I just wasn't sure what that was. Caviste. All ah, right. Um, yeah. you know, if, if we're judging by other props from the uh, the 90s and the 2000s, I'm not sure Andrew Sheridan can even remember what he does for a living. <laughs> Maybe true. Um, okay. What numbers gives, have we got left? Uh, you've got both. Four, oh, no, both you've got winners. four, six. No, six you didn't get. Hang on. Four, 11, 12, and 14, and the ref. Um, 12. 12. All right. Uh, uh, okay, which two-time Grand Slam winning Welsh and British and Irish Lions back has played for more professional clubs than any other player apart from George Smith? That's got to be Gavin Henson, right? I would suggest um, Henson, yeah. Was, did you say Lions? I did. When did he play Lions? New Zealand? He was. He was picked after he tackled Matthew Tate and put him into next week he was really young he'd only played two games for Wales and then that summer he was picked for the Lions I'm sure of it what about Peter Stringer though he's not a Lions 12 no he's not a I would suggest that Ga- suggest Gavin Henson yeah, has had quite a few clubs not, not Peter Stringer well, it, would, it would either it would either be Gavin Henson or Jamie Roberts Jamie Roberts played for the Scarlets he played for the Dragons, he played for Bath, he played for uh, Harlequins, and he played for somebody else, didn't he, in the Premiership? No, I don't think so. He played played, uh, in France, the Racing. Yeah. How many, where did Henson play? Bath, Bath, Dragons, Dragons. Scarlets. Toulon? He probably, he's the type, isn't he? Um, it's, well, it's either of those two. It can only be one of those. Gavin two. Henson. Gavin Henson's correct. Well done. Yeah, um, he played for Swansea, Ospreys, Saracens, Toulon, Cardiff Blues, London Welsh, Bath, Bristol, and Dragons. Well, he played that the worst London Welsh team ever, right? <laughs> but, but weirdly, never played for the Scarlets, which I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not not according to this. Uh, yeah. Right, Ben or Phil? Pick a winger, Ben. Uh, let's go for 11. Okay. Who is the heaviest winger ever to have played international rugby? 
Nandolo. Uh, that would be my guess. In, in, do you think he's bigger than Lomu? Yeah. Certainly is now. Yeah, let's go for him. Although it's probably more likely the weight when they're playing international rugby, not the weight they are now. <laughs> there was um, Cow yeah. Cow as well. That was the other one. That, that and yeah. Lomu is going to be <laughs> quite a state of decomposition. <laughs> <laughs> that was the bit that no one needed to say. Uh, Nandolo. <laughs> Sorry, I missed your answer. Nandolo. A- incorrect. It goes on offer. Um, oh, it's the... not Leslie Vinacolo, is it? That's a good shout. The clue, which you can have for free. Oh, for free? Yeah. Yeah. The goat. I mean, dead air is a crime. Um, hmm. The goat. It's not Vinacolo. Definitely not Vinacolo. <laughs> um. I can't think of two. I mean, most of the big wingers have all been sort of South Islanders, haven't they? Yeah. Can you can you just not let them have the points or even dock them for not getting this yet? I mean, you had to go first and didn't get it. In fact, you literally didn't get it. Having just cross-checked the answers, Guy's answer's wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't question the quiz master, Phil. The, that, that's the rule of a quiz. Who is the Oh, player? Wendell Saylor. No. <laughs> why would that be? Why would he be the goat? Phil, Phil, what answer did you give? Because I'm now thinking I must have misheard you. Adam, he gave Nimani Nadolo. No, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't mishear you. The answer's Jonah Lomu. Yeah. There's Lomu. no way he's the heaviest winger ever. Right. I oh, even said Jonah Lomu, and then he said the goat, and you didn't go for Lomu. Wikipedia says Jonah Lomu's 120 kilos when he was playing, and Nadolo's 137. 137 kilos. Yeah, that's like 20, 21 stone. It's like half that's of more Russ. Than that. <laughs> 137 <laughs> kilos. That's got to be more than 21 stone. 137 kilos. 21 stone. Eight pounds. Now, right. if that's not bigger than 120 kilos. My rudimentary math suggests that 137 is more than 126. <laughs> exactly. I'm that's, not a qualified that, mathematician. That's, that's but... GCSED telling you that. <laughs> Let's move on. You I got choose you. from number four, number 14, or the ref. And equally... Oh. I mean, you're going to finish that sentence? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've just Googled what 37,500 football pitches is and it's 75,000 acres. It's look, not 14. I, don't, don't, don't look at me. Uh, number four, uh, please. You weren't, you weren't getting that, regardless. And also... I, I, numero, numero four. Number four, right. Loose headlock. Loose, loose headlock. <laughs> <laughs> Other tight headlock, technically, I guess. Which cross-code lock became the first player to win a World Cup, a Super Rugby title? Brad and a Heine- Move on. <laughs> Two go. points. What can <laughs> I say? <laughs> um, Phil and Ben, do you want 14 or the referee? Depends on whether the answer's going to be right. <laughs> should, should we take the referee, Phil? Because I think yeah, we're screwed anyway. Yeah. Phil and Ben is getting me every single time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, I'm really concerned that I've 
lost track of the scores, but I think it's I think Russ and Doug have got this regardless. Right. Which current premiership and international referee has made his senior ref debut taking charge of Crediton second 15 against Newton Abbott second 15? This feels a bit unfair, but what can you do? Is there more points for this? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So a Devon, a Devon-based referee. <sighs> Who do we reckon is going to be Devon-based? Um, I know the answer. I know the answer to this. Is it Maxwell Keys? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Let's go with Let's it. Just go with it. Incorrect. Um, I know the answer to this because. Um, he says, put his phone down. <laughs> recruit, recruiting players for the Mollover Invitational. Um, We're going to have 93 players by the end of this week. Good. Well, I think the first team might be <laughs> um, taking a lot of them. Uh, Luke Pierce is from Devon, and I think it's Luke Pierce. You are correct, Russ. Well done. Yes, Russell Milson. Um, that you are going to it's unassailable, doesn't it? it yeah, it's unassailable. But here's the, here's the last question anyway. Um, then this is a test of my pronunciation. Japanese wing slash centre Daisuke Ahata holds the record for the most international tries and the best strike rate for an international player. 69 tries in 58 caps. That's 1.19 tries per game. Check that maths, Phil, if you wouldn't mind. The current <laughs> leading active player is ranked 12. Who is he? The current what? The current leading active player is ranked 12th. In international tries? Yeah. Is it tries or tries, or tries per, game? per game ratio? Uh, hold on. Let I'll me read that again. It'll have to be tries because there'll be people who've played like two games and scored three tries. So yeah, he hasn't specified it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what it means. Yes. I mean... So international players that score a lot of tries, it'll have to be a Kiwi, right? Is it like um, Rico Iwani has scored an incredible amount of tries for somebody with quite a short international career? I mean, we're in an unassailable lead. This Let's is get, give us a clue. Give us a clue. All right. Um, Blair. <laughs> best known as a wing, also plays centre and played in this year's Six Nations and has represented the British and Irish Lions. Centre and a wing. You might as well have just given them the answer. Elliot <laughs> Daly, is it? <laughs> this is this is worse than when you didn't get the Jonah Lomu one. He scores tries all the time, though, doesn't he? Ben, you know it is. I don't mean, you? he's a shit fullback. He's not a shit rugby player. So let's. But know. he doesn't play fullback for him. He plays centre and wing. He's played badly at fullback for England on many occasions. But he's primarily a centre or wing. Well, he, he's played centre at club rugby. He's never played. He's not really played centre. Played centre for the Lions, you goober. Guys, you're embarrassing yourself here. The, the answer's obvious. <laughs> well, you're, you should be embarrassed having lost to us then, pal. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't help it if the answer's wrong. Fuck. My mind's, my mind's gone completely blank. So I'm trying to think. Oh, it's um is it George North? George North. Yeah, George North. George North. Oh, about bloody time. Christ. There we go. Well <laughs> Fucking hell, sorry about that. 
He, he has 43 plus two for the Lions. So 45 depends on how you define it. But yeah, either way. Take that match, Phil. <laughs> well done, you two. I yes, mean, I didn't Ross. expect it. I mean, if I had anything about me tonight, well, by when this is finished, I'll edit some uh, celebration music in, but I'm not going to. So uh, well done to us. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> it. Yeah, we've done well. Commiserations, everyone else. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Guy, for writing Thank that you. quiz. Yeah, absolutely. Ignore How many tries has he got? Ignore Phil. How many tries has he got? Did you say 40, 45? Do you want me to forward you the email and then you can pick it apart? Yep. <laughs> it comes back to Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, um, Phil. Let it go, Julian, Phil. Let it go. Julian Sarvel has got 46. You're never going to meet him. <laughs> active, though, isn't it? Is he active? Well, he's not sat at home doing nothing, is he? It depends what your class is active, doesn't it? I mean, it does. I'll tell you who's not active, and that's the guy that wrote this quiz. Um, yeah. So thank you very much to Guy, who's obviously inactive due to his current predicament. That was a thanks, lot. Thanks for no, not uh, embroiling us in litigation over getting you injured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is also, you know, a possibility for the Mollover Invitational. Um Talking of the Mollover Invitational, that is obviously happening this Saturday, 2.30 kickoff at Nuki Sports and Community Centre. We've now got a kit, which I was worried wouldn't arrive in time. So thank you to Adam at Kitworld, who's done an incredible job, which I'm sure that now I'm in a room with Ben and Doug, they can attest that the shirts are both uh, exquisite and generous. Uh, the sleeves are extremely generous. That, that could be because of my arms, admittedly, but it could also be that the... Um... They're just generous. Yeah, pl- plenty of room for Christmas dinner. Absolutely. So uh, there's lots of um, there's lots of lots of room in the shirts for everyone. We'll be selling the shirts afterwards. First, uh, <laughs> excuse me, just just burp, just burp up a little bit of Korev, Korev uh, Cornish lager. Um, first come, first serve to the guys that are playing at the weekend. But if we do have any shirts left over. We will make them available to people. I'm sure we could work it out with Kitwell that they could get us a few more. I'm sure we probably I, could. I, I might order a medium nine. Well, I'm sure we can We can come up with something now they've got all the templates. So we, if you want a shirt and you're listening to this and you probably can't get hold of one, then we might be able to order some more um, and we can get them delivered to you. Um, Phil... We mentioned earlier, but you are still incapacitated. Therefore, you are going to be taking up a uh, logistical management role. In the Richard Hill role, if you will. Uh, I'll also be sorting out half-time, half-time refreshments as well. Oh, are you, are you bringing stuff with you, are you? Oh, I might be, yeah. That, that is excellent uh... news. We've, we've also got um, one of our long-time listeners who's trying, I mean, this is quite some effort. He's travelling all the way from Cumbria to to come to just to see me. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's worrying. He's he's like, um, you know, like Alan's best friend. He's like he's um, Michael Jed, Jed he's, Maxwell. He's <laughs> Jed Maxwell. He's he's the equivalent of uh, a hybrid of Jed Maxwell, Maxwell and Michael. I passed out three times. <laughs> Leeds, yes. <laughs> and he and he's coming all the way from Cumbria to 
Bumps, well, he was he was going to take part. I mean, if he was listening to Rugby Ranza Banza, then he will he definitely will. But he will be coming all the way, and he's going to take charge. He was going to play, but I'm not entirely sure he was that keen. So he's now going to take charge of all the more over social media feed while we are playing. We're hoping for live videos, a bit of live streaming, Twitter live, Periscope. It used to be called, didn't it? But uh, now it's just Twitter live. Um, hopefully, Phil will be able to get some behind-the-scenes touchline interviews and action. Um, there's a bar open from 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock, the bar's open. <laughs> so That's such a bad idea. So <laughs> substitutes et al. can all uh, can get literally wedged up. I'd like to say thank you to uh, Nexus and Paul Archer, who's coming to play. Archie was a good friend of mine in the RAF years ago. And uh, doing a lot better than us. His company has <laughs> sponsored our shirts. He's going to be uh, starting at seven for us on the day. Used to be a very good seven in his day. I think uh, a few years, and uh, you know, life has caught up with him a little bit, as it has most of us. It, it's getting, it is getting more and more worrying with every passing day about the ability of all these people I'm playing with. No, um, it's not substantially worse than everyone else on that field substantially worse and but all you all you have every, to do is- with every message you send phil of oh so and so said he'll play to, to which the replies come back oh he's a beast he's an animal it's like <laughs> what am i doing but all you I'm have to do Doug, your your only job is to pass the ball two foot over russ's head well i can do that every time <laughs> well the positive thing is once i'm dead um, we've got both Dave Rich and Ryan Johns who can come on and play nine and ten because Dougie will be laughing too hard because I'm dead and I'll be dead. So uh, we've got we've got we've got three nines, we've got two tens, we've got a, a, back, a stellar backline. Fifteen years ago, um, we've also got uh, we're like a, a London Irish pack. <laughs> we've really good five years ago. We've got um we'll have a Ben's, decent, decent Ben's brother well. is and and I struck a deal with Ben's brother Tim and you may have heard him mention us mention him on the podcast before. Tim is an incredible rugby player who's told me he would come along for five minutes. And Ben, your quote when when I said Tim was coming for five minutes was uh Something about you have to drag him off once he starts. Yeah, once he starts, you'll have to drag him off. Yeah, <laughs> which which is perfect because he will be on there all day, regardless. Uh, Chris McCardle, another top class back row. Um, we we will be fine, right? I've James got no Bailey. doubt. James Bailey, one of the strongest men in Cornwall. Bailey, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> these we, are just names to people. That are they are, but it doesn't matter because we're going to have lots of fun. We are. Um, the only people that listen to this probably know them. <laughs> um, what I will say is, we somehow, by some miracle, have already raised seven hundred and fifty odd pounds for rugby against cancer, which is really, really quite incredible. Um, considering this idea started as a few of us getting together and, and having a bit of a rugby match. So I want to say a massive, massive thank you to um, Ben Bacon, who I know listens. I know we've thanked him before. Duncan Keane, who has donated, which is amazing. James from Rugby Saracens, who we give monumental 
amounts of shit to, <laughs> right? But he's an absolute you. Okay. But he's he's a great bloke and he is an absolute diamond. So thank you to him. I want to say thank you to Pat Jackson and Adam who have both donated as well. Um, Will Bolter, um, who listens, who enjoys the pod. You know, he's never interacted before, but he has donated a hundred pounds. I know I said I wouldn't embarrass him, but I've just done that. Um, which, which is an incredible donation. Um, Chris Jones, who's one of our listeners, big Chris, big winger, apparently is coming to join us. He's, um, why are you pointing that? I don't know. (laughs) I was just hoping somebody else would talk for a bit. He's, he's donated as well, but I'm sure he's going to buy his shirt and he'll be, he'll be there on Saturday. And, um, we also had another really lovely donation from Dave Mealing. Um, and I won't embarrass him to say how much he donated, but it was an incredible amount. So thank you. Unbelievable. So thank you, Dave. Don't don't forget we've all our uh, post-match food has been uh, kindly sponsored by some amazing company that, uh, just came up out of nowhere last well, week. Well, out of nowhere. I don't want people to thank them, but out of nowhere. And our sponsor who wanted to remain just nameless. Like, just one day, someone that's walking past the pitch just to go, I wonder who bought the food. <laughs> I must remember to thank him. <laughs> I mean, is, is the post match uh, food being sponsored by Wabu TV? It is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Which is which what is a an, guy. In, what a guy. an incredible, <laughs> incredible gesture. Um, I wanted to thank St. Austell for, for agreeing to the fixture. Um, I'm hoping that I've thanked pretty much everybody at the moment. But we will be there on Saturday, as I say. Phil and Matt will be doing some lives, hopefully, and letting you all know how it's going as we're getting pummeled to the ground. And for those of you that have ever listened to the Long Snapper podcast, uh, part of the conglomerate that Adam hosts, on a weekly basis about the NFL. Ben has kindly brought round a, an American football this evening. And I have resolved that I could be potentially an NFL kicker. Just pay me purpose, successful kick. It's not a problem. But the guys at the Long Snapper podcast have said, if I do a video carrying out a field goal at the weekend, they would donate five pounds each to rugby against cancer. <laughs> Get your answer pocket. You're all from the South East. So, You've got more than that in your pocket. However, however, off the back of that, if I make a successful field goal from the 22, they will add another £22. And for every metre away that I get from the posts, they will add another pound. Jesus. So, you know, we'll, so I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work. but the, We've got some uh, fancy camera work to do. But I want, but I was, but I've been reliably informed that they wanted some sort of official adjudication. Now, if that's any one of us, that's official enough for me. Fair enough. We'll uh, we'll sort it out, we'll and it out. and we will get people to charge at me in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah, as long as somebody can snap and somebody can hold. Well, you, the snap's pretty simple. You can just rugby pass, pass it. it. Okay. Right, so it's don't get to blame the holder, man, because that's not how it works. As long as those laces are out, mate. (laughs) I don't want no fucking. (laughs) Yeah, what I don't want is a whole Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Winkle situation. (laughs) All right. Can we put Can we put Russ in a like a motorcycle helmet or something? I think this would drop. If I'd have known this was going to happen, I'd have bought my helmet. I mean, if if somebody if somebody out there has got a motorcycle helmet and they're coming to Nuki on on Monday, uh, 
I, I might have a motorcycle helmet. When I say I might, I do. As in an NFL helmet? <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll, no, we'll see a, if we can find an NFL helmet. helmet. You haven't got one. Not, anymore, not an NFL yeah. helmet, just an American football one. You haven't got one anymore, have you? I have not. Yeah. Let it cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not Jewish. <laughs> anyway, it's been an absolute are not, pleasure. Are we not talking about any rugby now? No, no we did this no, on, okay. the, on the live on Monday night. Fair so I don't, I don't see the point. This is, this was all about the quiz. This is all about them all over invitational. About AOB, because I've got stuff I want to say. Right. Well, in, if if that's the case, let's get on to some AOB. Um, you, and oh, oh, what I would, what I would suggest is I would come to you first, Doug. But you're never usually ready. So Phil, have you got any AOB? No, I did mine on Monday with the rest of us. That's true. We did AOB on the live. Ben, anything from you? Um, I'm going to say something nice. So the only person that Russ hasn't thanked is himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's done a huge amount of work for this and, and Doug's done quite a lot yeah, and Phil's it. done some and oh. I've done very, very little. So um, yeah, well done, I'm Russ. coming for a pint with the listeners on Friday. <laughs> I, I will be there. I'm, I'll be in oh, town. So yeah, um, yeah we, I, I should be... I going to suggest we should watch the match. Yeah. I'll be around. So I'll, I'll be able to cool. catch up with everyone that's in town on Friday. Yeah. Magic. Cool, cool. Right, Doug, you've got some... I guess Cornwall related any other business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm down here with my uh, my assistant doing some walking up and down the coast path at the moment, and um, so we basically walk ten miles a day along the coast path. And the way we're doing it is we stay in a hotel, then I drive off to the next location, drop the car off, walk halfway back up the coast path, meet the assistant, and then walk back. Right. So today we were going from Gorenhaven to Portlo and we were staying at a hotel called the Lugger, Luger, whatever. Anyway, it's a lovely hotel, but I popped it into my sat nav in my car and uh, got out of the car. When I got there, started walking. I was walking for about an hour and a half. What we we were doing was sending our WhatsApp location so that we could see how far away, you know, just in case anything got... So walking for about an hour and a half and I was still fucking miles away from her, like miles. So I zoomed in a bit and thought, well, I'll probably meet her there and then realised that where I was going to meet her was Port Lowe. And there's actually a Lugger Hotel in Port Catho, which is another six miles down the coast. So I basically had to phone her up and say, yeah, I'm not going to meet you because I've walked an hour and a half from the wrong place. <laughs> and shit um, I mean not happy doesn't describe it as as to what her reaction was to that <laughs> and I had to run back in boots to Port Cathay to pick my car up and drive back and then walk out to meet her but my bigger point so that that was how the how the um they started but is there some kind of pride like you you guys are local and I'm not and I want to know if there's some kind of price fixing going on with the restaurants around here. Because every place we've eaten, a main course has cost 20 to 25 quid. And they're all the same. There's a, a white fish, a steak, a risotto. Like, are they, are they just in cahoots? So, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you're, what you're basically saying is you've been an idiot and driven to the wrong place. And now you're lashing out at Cornish restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh fish for not being as multicultural as the middle of London and serving good British fare. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But nowhere serving crab, nowhere serving lobster. Like this, 
according to you, Phil, there's 25 football pitches of sea around Cornwall that they can yeah, go, and the, get the, go and get the but, local fare from. Why is everywhere but, serving steak? But with the winds as high as they've been and the seas as rough as they are, they won't be getting any... Can I just the state, Cornish restaurants continue to serve steak, please? <laughs> Also, duck's better than steak, but whatever. What my and and also, um, they're not very. They're just not. I, I I feel like because down here, like in high season, everyone is like, it doesn't matter how good you are because there's so little accommodation that everywhere's full all the time, right during the summer. So we stayed in a place um, in got in um, the first place. I can't remember where it was, but. Like Charlestown, yeah, and and the it was literally a mold fest. Like it was just mold everywhere. It's like, come on, guys! Like it's a hotel that we're paying over one hundred and fifty quid a night to stay in. Just paint over it, if nothing else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just paint over the the stuff. But then, like tonight, I won't say how much the hotel was because it was it's punch pr- punchy price point. But all we wanted to do was say, I've got a beer tonight at seven. Can we just order dinner and have it ready at six so that I can go? Oh no, can't do that. Can't do that. Well, why not? Like, well, you have to get here at six and order. Yeah, but that. I, anyway, look. My my point is, I think that Cornish um, establishments need to up their game a bit. I think they're complacent. So, any um, hotel owners playing for St. Austell Seconds, Doug will be wearing nine. <laughs> this is what I said to you earlier about. <laughs> And bear in mind that where you are walking is literally a stone's throw from St. Austell. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, look, I um, I stand by what I said. I think they need to up their game. If 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 uh, a hotel in London was like that, then no one would stay in it. Fact. No, but when you get down here, you just kind of, you have to accept it, then you? No, you absolutely don't. That's why they're like what they are. Because people go, oh, we have to accept it. Supply, no, it's supply and demand, isn't it? Are you going to make a formal complaint? They're fully, they're fully paying, booked. Paying What's going to incentivise them to change? They're paying for the view. Paying for the view. Also, some of the places, I don't know what, like, where we are to um, Port Cathay, mate. It might, it, it doesn't need a name. It's six houses and a jetty. That's it. That doesn't need a name. That, that's, a, that's a large estate. Have you, have you noticed yet about being in Cornwall that, you will see. And the roads are a joke. The roads are a joke. Right, I was just about to say this. When you get when you get down there on your way back to Porscafo, you'll get into a little village called Tregony and it will say, oh, Porscafo, like six miles, St. Moors. That means nothing. It means, means it literally, nothing. It literally means absolutely <laughs> nothing because you'll be driving for about half an hour through like six miles. <laughs> Why has this road got grass all the way down the middle of it? Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but the coast path signs are like that. You, you, it says, um, you know, so-and-so beach, three and a half miles. You walk for what you feel like is at least 20, and then you get to another sign and say three and a quarter. It's like, who did these signs? Probably Phil. But my favourite one of those is... Are you actually, sure you didn't go to the wrong place, Doug? My favourite one of those is actually at Crantock and, and Q, but when you come, up, come from Newquay and you go up to remember, this means nothing to nobody, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you turn off the main road... And it says Crantock, two miles. And you're like, well, no, mile and a half. And you're like, 
That's not a mile and a half. Like <laughs> I've driven that several times. I've ran it and you, slowly, plod job. You drive a mile and a half it's, past It's the not park. a mile and a half from there all the way into Crantock. I'm not having to it. a sign that says Crantock one mile. <laughs> I, the roads are a joke. They're a piss take. They're, I nearly, yeah, they're a piss take. How you boys get anywhere is beyond me. Tell your bus story. A bus story? Oh, driving out of Port, Port Cathode this morning. Like, when I say, for anyone that's not from down here, that this place I'm staying in has a hotel, three pubs, and somewhere for people to launch their boats from. That's it. And I was there all fucking day. And when I decided to come out and meet Russ, I drive 40 yards up a less than single lane ca- carriageway, right? It, I mean, it. I've got scale extra tracks that are wider than this bit of road. And um, what are you pointing to? Ports Cafe. Ports Cafe. So anyway, um, I'm driving up less than... What am I saying wrong? You keep calling it Port, uh, Port Cafe. Port Cafe. You're missing the S. Who cares? Um, no no one even there cares because there's only three people there and they're all fucking wet in their pants because they're 160. But the road is so narrow and I've been there all day and nothing has come in and out. I drive out, I get in my car, 40 yards up the road, a fucking bus comes the other way. Let, the, the weekly bus. There's there's a sign on a notice board that says there's there's advertising bus trips to Asda, <laughs> to fucking Asda, and then there's one mystery bus trip with Peter Swimley Bottoms or something like that. It's like, what what is this place? A fucking mystery bus trip. There's like a highlight of the week. Unbelievable. Let, let's bear in mind that, that Doug is, you know, he's from the big city. He does a lot of motorway driving and it took him three attempts to park literally on a road outside my house. So, you know, with all that in mind, let, let's take, let's take everything that Doug said about motoring with a pinch of salt. I'm, I'm pretty sure if we go back to numerous, any other businesses before there's the three of any us. Any other business eye? Yeah. Business eye. Yeah. The three of us talking about Many how other businesses. Come, come down to Cornwall and don't know how to drive on narrow lanes. And all Doug's done is just prove that. Well, my car didn't get broken. So obviously I managed to <laughs> let the bus through. <laughs> Not until Ben tried to reverse park in front of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Right. Let's wrap this up. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Guy, for the quiz. Thanks, Adam, for hosting. We will see you all Saturday. Um, if you come in and you need some more information, message me, message us um, at Mallover, message me privately, whatever. I'll give you all the details. Half past two kickoff, Nuki Sports Centre, and then afterwards at the Lanhern uh, pub in, pub in Nuki. And uh, yeah, it'll be all good. So uh, we will see you hopefully on Saturday. And if not, make sure you check out the Just Giving link. And uh, and donate accordingly. That'd be much appreciated. So uh, we'll see you later. Go well.
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.